0: Good morning, beautiful people of the internet. This is one of my all time favorite interviews with one of the greatest wrestlers of all time, Jake Herbert. Let's go. Woo, woo, woo. All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of the Millennial Momentum Podcast. This is your host, Tom Alemo. You can find me. On Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, all over the place, at Tommy Tahoe. I'm very active. You can find more about this show at millennialmomentum.net for the blogs, for the full show recap, learn more about the guests, all that good stuff. And the whole focus of this show is to help you and to help me get to our goals in life, whether it's in business, finance, relationships, health, across the board. I know you want to get better, so do I. Uh, And I think in order to reach the next goal, you need three things need a relentless work ethic, a positive growth mindset attitude, and just a little momentum, which is forward motion with energy. So I'm hoping that this show, the podcast, the blog, videos, everything I do can help you and help me move ourselves a little bit forward and, and get that momentum. So thank you for joining. The one thing I'll say is if we find value here, please the, head over to iTunes, subscribe, leave a review. That's all I ask. It helps me to reach more listeners. Um, I do this outside of a full-time job as a sales manager. So this is all done early morning, late night, weekends. I don't get paid a dime. So it's all to help you guys out and help myself out. So thank you for the support. With that said, this is an energy-packed episode. I freaking love this one. This is one of my favorite all-time. Jake Herbert on the show today. So Jake is in a sense he is one of the best wrestlers american wrestlers probably of all time and here's some stats from him he went to northwestern at northwestern he went 2 times undefeated he won the big 10 athlete of the year he won the heisman trophy of college wrestling his career record was 149 and 4 149 and 4. He took home a world silver medal. He won eight national titles, three world medals. He wrestled in the uh, for USA in the 2012 Olympic Games. Nowadays he's retired from that. He is a father, husband, performance coach, real estate agent, um, and his goal right now is to help 25 different people earn a million dollars by the year 2025. And there's not, I, I couldn't say enough about Jake Herbert, the passion that he brings day in, day out, the energy, the support. You can tell he's a lifelong learner by the conversation. He's just dropping all these different books and videos and podcasts and people that he's connected with. Uh, he's, he's hungry for, for growing. And, you know, I got to give a shout out to my brother, Ryan Warner, who first introduced me to Jake. He had him on his show, Wrestling Changed My Life. And, you know, Jake has been just just incredible. So I think you're really going to enjoy this interview. Jake packs a lot of knowledge in, both about, you know, his background and what makes him so successful, his work ethic, just not refusing to lose his visualization tactics. And then we get into, you know, how he takes some of those successes from wrestling, from life, and puts them into business and real estate and the way he works with people and, and coaches them. So if you're passionate about just being an absolute learning machine, I think you're really going to like this one. You're going to love Jake. Check him out, his content on his site, his social media as well. Without further ado, let me get into my conversation with the Jake Herbert. All right, Jake Herbert, good morning, man. Welcome to the show.
1: Awesome. Tom, thank you very much for having me on.
0: pumped to be here. (laughs) Man, I am pumped. We were just saying um, you came on Uh, My brother Ryan Warner's podcast in the minute he hung up with you he called me said you got to connect with Jake the man is an absolute force to be reckoned with so I'm pumped to have you on yeah
1: no thank you you guys are doing fantastic things um uh, anytime that you can share the knowledge and the stuff that the conversations you guys have, like these are these are gold. And um, you know the intention is that when two people sit down and communicate together and can really connect, um, you kind of create like that mastermind, that third mind, and these ideas flow. And and anything you can do to help uh, other people, uh, that's what I'm about. Is leaving this uh, people place things better than I found them. You
0: know that was you beat me to the punch. That was going to be my first thing I saw on your site. That is, you know, your purpose is leaving people, places, and things better than you left them. Can you explain that a little bit, why that means so much to you?
1: Right. So it's kind of like you're, you're always searching for like, I mean, it's life, right? It's we're either so big in the universe or we're like an ant, right? We're like nothing matters or everything matters. So... Um, The way that I was always taught is when I stay at friends' houses, right? My mother raised me this way. My father raised me this way. It's like, hey, you don't just show up and use a place and act like you've never been there. Like That's like the the bare average standard is if you show up and you borrow a friend's car – you return it exactly as you left it, right? You fill up the tank of gas, you put it back. But like, if you can then leave something better than you found it, meaning like, hey, I borrowed their car. Not only did I fill the, the gas all the way back up and then I got it washed. Or if I stay over a friend's house, I'll make sure that all the dishes are clean or I'll fold like the blankets or like leaving it a little bit better. Um, one, it makes you feel really good. And then two, you strengthen that relationship and people are going to continuously have you around and you get more opportunities. like that abundance- Train just kind of takes off, so it's really worked out for a model in life. So any time that I can, I don't always do it, but I always am intending on leaving people, places, and things better than I found them in some way.
0: Yeah, and you know, I want to get into you know your wrestling background. I want to get into what you're doing now, but I want to kick it off a little bit, uh, taking it back further. You mentioned. Um, you know, your parents' influence on what you just said. And clearly you just have so much, you know, energy, discipline, you know, hard work that, you know, obviously if someone that has accomplished what you have, you need those things. How was that instilled from you at an early age, whether from your parents or coaches or, or what was that process like growing up?
1: So I, I contribute a lot of that to wrestling and to yeah. my father being a uh, first, second generation business owner, right? My grandfather kind of started a, a con- construction business, got a bunch of land. My dad worked his butt off, right? From my age up to develop that land, to build those houses, was making nothing, right? Was making pennies and it's really built it into um, a great little mini community that we have now uh, in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. So the hard work of my dad, you know, being, being out there having me shovel so many holes, level out so many basements, pick up plywood, move blocks, do all that like hard grunt work at a young age, Um, really installed how easy other work is now because it's like, oh, I don't have to be in a hundred degree temperature in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania and carry two hundred and fifty pieces of plywood up a roof, right? That's hard work. And that's also eight dollar an hour work, right? So it's um anytime I have to sit down and type a paper or show a house or help somebody coach, I'm like, this it doesn't seem like work. And that's where wrestling kind of has that as well, because same thing, I had to cut 15 pounds. Uh, make weight, study in college, like I have a a final, I have a big match, I have this. And with that wrestling, that one-on-one, it's it's, it's pure accountability. You either did all the work, and it's you and another person. You can't say, oh, we would have won that game, but my uh, tackle didn't make the block. Or, oh, this guy, just I played awesome on offense, but defense didn't do that, right? And all these Mm -hmm. other team sports, with wrestling being an individual sport, uh, it taught me that it's all on me, right? It's almost like the Jocko Wilkins extreme ownership uh, yeah, from an yeah. early, early level. So I really install like those two things is my, my upbringing with my father and his construction community. My parents, um, you know, raising me to, to do the right thing when nobody's looking. And, uh, the wrestling is really, I think what's installed all that. And, and, and it's funny cause you, you say from an outsider, right? You look at what I've done as successful. Um, but the, the quote that reigns best for me is from the current, uh, Olympic team, a world team coach, Bill Zadik. He's a world champion. Never made an Olympic team, right? I'm an Olympian. Never won a world championship. And we kind of were talking one day. He's yeah. like, you know what the he's like, you know what the worst part about being a world champion is? I was like, well, how's there a bad part of being a world champion? Like, yeah. nothing bad about it. I'm a world silver medalist. I I I got second. I was so close, I didn't get it. I was like, what do you mean? It's so like, he goes, not being a two-time world champion. <laughs> <laughs>
0: And once you get it once, you want it again and again and again. And, and if you're if you're driven enough to get it once, you you just want to keep going after it,
1: right? Oh, great! I made a hundred million dollars. Well, why not two hundred million, right? Oh, great! I'm, just, right. I'm sure. I mean, look at Elon Musk with what he's doing, right? You think PayPal? Right. Most people are one and done. PayPal, I'm out, right? And he's taking it to that next level, at next level, that next level with with SpaceX and Tesla, and it's that's that's fantastic, right? So I don't care how successful you think you are, there's always going to be somebody more up here and there's always going to be somebody that has it better, always going to be somebody that has it worse. So it's now more, how do you become successful? Only comparing it to myself, right? What is success to me and what is my definition of success? And that's really what I think matters most with people.
0: Yeah. And and so how do you define success for yourself? How are you judging yourself throughout time?
1: Right. So, Jordan Peterson's 12 Rules for Life is a, a book that I've been going through for the last mm-hmm. like six months. Uh, and I think his, his, his spots on hits it a lot where success to me is comparing myself, right? I should not compare myself to other people, right? It's great to have role models and standards, but I, I can't compare – if you were to compare me and Elon Musk through and through, success, great. Yeah, he's been financially more successful, business-wise more successful, um, you know, but you know, who knows, right. Could I be more successful as a, as a father or a happier? And it's, and it's hard to kind of like judge that stuff. It's like, what's the best movie you can't have yeah. a best movie, right. Um, there's just so many different categories of so many different individuals. Um, so for me, right. My, my definition of success, it's kind of come down to my, my, my principle, right. Of, of, did I leave this person, this place, this thing better than I found it? And am I mm-hmm. the same way, right? Every day and every way I'm getting better and better. Is that true? right? Is what I'm doing today going to help my tomorrow? And is it better than what I did yesterday? So it's not an easy, easy thing to explain. If anybody out there has a fantastic definition of hmm. success, I would love to, to know that and talk more and learn about it all. Cause I think we're always looking for that, right?
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, the easier said than done, but I, I, tr- I try, I'll leave it that way that to follow the John Wooden mindset is very similar of, um, you know success is I forget the exact quote but it's, it's essentially that you did everything that you could to go towards your goal you prepared fully um, and whether or not you win you know he was a basketball coach you win the you win the game uh, is not necessarily up to you but did you do everything that you could to the best of your ability to max out yes. um, and so for me I try to um, in the morning set up you know a few different areas of my life, you know, on the health side, on the business side, on the relationship side, et cetera. Like, what's one thing I can do that's going to move me forward to where I want to be? And then at night, like, did I get there? And, uh, you know, a lot of times you don't get all four, you know, four for four or five for five, but it's, it's that pursuit. And I know that you do something similar, yeah. I believe, with, you call it the four B's.
1: Yes. Yeah. So Garrett White and uh, Wake Up Warrior kind of, this was something I was already doing and already tracking. He just, put it in a a fantastic way with the four Bs. He he calls it his core four, right? And it's his core four to prepare for war before he hits the door. And it's body, being, balance, and business. And uh, that's fantastic because those are the main categories that you need to be, uh, that I I think is success for me, right? My body, am I healthy, right? Because this is, and it comes down to not just my body, it's my my health, right? That's my physical health and that's my mental health. Um, you know that's my body. So is it my diet? Did I exercise, sweat, or stretch today? Right, and those are like two little check marks. And if I and if I did something great with my diet, right, and some people it's like, did I eat an apple? Other people are like, was I completely keto today? Right, it's going to vary. Um, yeah. Same with your exercise. Some people are like, hey, did I go and kill myself in a three-hour freaking run with like a weight yeah. or lift? Or some people are like, did I just get up and stretch a little bit? Right, did I did do ten push-ups? Did I do something. Uh, so it's my yeah. body, my being. Right, that's my meditation time. Uh, that's that's a little bit for my mental health, and that's um, a lot of being. It's it's my spiritual and then and then um, reflection. Right? Do I do my journaling? Did I did my uh, my writing? That helps me kind of get all the crap out of this monkey brain and onto paper. Yep. And feel better. Uh, my balance. Did I spend time with my wife? And did I spend time with my family? right? That's, yeah. that's a really big one by family. I mean, my kids and my wife, because that's really what it comes down to matter. Friends are sprinkled throughout in there too. Cause I, I really think that's important too. um, body being balanced in the business. Did I do something Did I read and learn something to improve my business today? And then did I apply something to it to move it a step forward? So that's, that's my core four that I do every day. And it's eight points that I hit and either I get a one or a zero. So here's my checkpoints.
0: And is there one of those four that you tend to struggle with more than others?
1: Yeah. And it's, and it's funny cause it's always like s- certain times I'm hitting like two or three of them so hard and then other ones are going like the big struggle I have now, my son is uh, seven month old. Right. Okay. And I love it. Right. He's, he's starting to crawl. He's standing, <laughs> he like smiles. I interact. So now that I'm, I'm working this real estate right from like nine to five, I'm, I'm hitting the ground. I'm running, I'm showing houses, I'm coaching people, I'm, I'm recruiting, I'm interacting, doing everything I can with real estate. So I have this window of opportunity when I wake up and now it's, do I get my workout in or do I spend time that breakfast that morning with my wife and my son? And it's Mm. like a lot of times I'm not going to look back and regret on my life. Hey, I skipped a couple of workouts to spend that time with my son when he was a little baby. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's where the struggle is, but it's just, it's just planning, right? My wife wants to get a workout in too. So it's like two days a week, I work out in the morning, two days of the week, she works out in the morning, one day a week, we both work out at home in the morning. And it's not the same when we work out at home, we don't get as great of a workout in, but we're getting something, which is better yeah. than nothing. Um, and then I still get my time with my son and there are times when we have to do it at night. So it's, it's always varying and, and, and you can't you can't look at it as a one day thing because you can't have a perfect day and duplicate it every single day. But if you start to stretch that out, there's a great video by Stephen Covey on the seven habits of highly successful people that he talks about doing a week view. And that is, I think fantastic, right? So now if I look at how I did over the week or over a month, and that's Mm. why I do my tracking so that I can take my screenshot and look where I'm at of when I was doing really well with my body, when I was doing really well with my business. And and it's just those cycles that you got to ride. And as somebody who's driven you're never going to be um, completely satisfied with where you're at cuz you're like well what we should be having it all but you ask that person who's the world champion that has it all he still doesn't have it all cuz he's like why well, don't I have two right. world titles or four world titles so it's it's a never ending process uh, yeah and
0: and one thing that i pick up from a lot of these conversations is that it's not a perfect balance you're not always putting equal energy into those four areas or however people define it like there are periods where Shit, you know I need to put more time into the family, or man the business is struggling, I got to put in a few extra hours this week, and you know I'm not going to get the workout in or, or whatever it may be, or my mental health is is messed. I need to really focus in on you know the journaling or the meditation or prayer or whatever you do yep um, and so it's it's that ebb and flow, and over time you know you're putting a lot of effort into everything, but there are periods weeks or months where you know one or two things get more, you know, more of the effort than some of the others.
1: Absolutely. And Tom, and it's and it's exactly, are you, are you familiar with Gary Keller, the the one thing? I'm not. So that book, you put that on your read okay. list or YouTube video of that one. That book uh, is a fantastic book. It's essentially an autobiography of how a billionaire thinks. Okay. Uh, he talks about there is no perfect balance, right? Mm. We're always on this tightrope walking, and that's our life. And we're, when we're looking just to balance and counterbalance, right? Um, what you're doing right now, you know, you're young, you're driven, you have your podcast, you have your business goals. You're going to hustle like crazy. And are you, are you married yet or anything, Tom? Are you still? I,
0: I have a girlfriend, but no, I'm not yeah, married.
1: Okay. So no family, right? So you got time right. to really burn, to work those hundred hour periods, to, to do whatever's possible. But when you're 40... And you got kids and you got to go to soccer games. You got to do all that stuff. It's going to be completely different. So like right now, yeah, this is your season of I have extra time to grind. to do. Here you are on a Saturday, you know, doing a side hustle with, uh, you know, it's not a side hustle, but it's, it's, it's your podcast. It's what you want to be your one thing. So, yeah, you're never going to be completely imbalanced. But when you step back and look out over time, it should all balance out. Right. But you can identify one of those important things is some people it's not a career. Some people it's, hey, I care about family or I care about my faith or I care about my health and career is just secondary. But to work ten years as an entrepreneur and work your butt off to be set up for the rest of your life where you don't ever have to work or rely on someone else again, that is, I think, that's the the millennial dream and like the 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 new American dream, right? Is I'm gonna put everything in, I'm gonna burn everything down. I don't care if I lose a pinky or a leg on the process, but I'm (laughs) gonna set the rest of my life to do whatever I want to do.
0: Yeah. And that's it. you you it's front loading. You're front loading the work early on so that, you know, it's like uh, if you're training for a season, uh, I I've never wrestled, but I, I played uh, tennis in college and so um you, you front load a lot of the work in the training camps then when you're in the season you're in shape. You know, once it's once it's at that point, it's too late to get in shape. You know, yeah. once you're in meets or matches. So, um,
1: I'm going to just give me 20 seconds here cuz I want yeah. my battery is I just noticed is low. So I want to yeah, make sure that this is, this is all set up here. Um, yeah. But yeah, something to think about is you the, the work the work has to be done. You're either yeah. going to do the work on the front end or you're going to do it on the back end. But either way, that work has got to get done to get what you want.
0: So I want to pivot a little bit to talk about wrestling. It would okay. be a shame if we didn't get to it. Um, so, I mean, I was doing some of the prep work and just the laundry list of accomplishments. Two-time undefeated NCAA. Uh, big 10 athlete of the year, world silver medal, eight national championships, uh, Olympic wrestling in 2012. Uh, you won, you know, what, what is called or referred to as the Heisman trophy of wrestling 149 and four when you were at Northwestern. Yep. What do you, if there's one thing, I know there's a lot of things that go into that, but if there's one attribute that you would put, uh, to why you've achieved that level of success in wrestling uh, and then also in other parts of life, what do you think that one thing is?
1: So uh, in one word, right, it's relentlessness. And I don't mm. know if that's an actual word or not, but rel- mm. like <laughs> being relentless. So I, I factor this in. When I step on the mat, You, if you want to beat me, it's this amount of competitive, if you want to beat me, you have to kill me. <laughs> you have to kill me. And that and that's it. Right? And, and 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 that's the mindset and that's what I picture when I'm out there. That if you want to score more points with me, you gotta beat me and I'm not dead yet. And I'm not dying anytime soon. And nobody's I think has ever died on a wrestling mat so far, maybe, right? Maybe somebody's had a heart attack or something, but yeah. you're not gonna die. So it goes to the Will Smith treadmill story that if you get on a treadmill, yeah, I am going to run and sprint until either you get off or I die. And, and when you have that mindset, uh, when you step on the mat, you're so hard to beat, right? And now you got to make sure you have the preparation. You got to know in your heart that you did everything in your power, that you were as ready to go, that y- you can't take shortcuts, right? I run and touch the line. I don't stop short of the line. I run and touch it because I'm only cheating myself. Um, mm. I'm doing those extra push-ups. I'm doing those extra working. I'm, I'm, I'm visualizing. I'm watching my matches. I'm as prepared as I can be possible. When I step out there on the line, I have nothing left. There's nothing more I could have done at that time. And it's that if you want to beat me, I'm going to fight you with every single ounce of myself physically, technically, mentally, spiritually, emotionally. And when you compete against me in that realm, most people cannot keep that pace and will not keep that pace. And they're not willing to go out till they die. Right? So there's there's an old movie gattaca right it's super old weird movie it's like jude law like in the 90s and they're these two twin brothers and one's like perfectly genetically like great and the other one's not and they would always go and swim and they'd swim yeah. out and it would it, you go to whoever can go the farthest right and and then they got to turn around and swim back and the one time the genetically superior brother lost and he didn't understand why he lost and it's because he said, the other brother said, I swam out as far as I can. I knew I'd never even be able to make it back. He swam out that freaking far that he wasn't thinking about having to swim back to the shore. Um, yeah, you commit and you go in that hard, you'll find a way to get back. You're not going to die out there. It's not an ocean we're swimming in. So that's, yeah. that's, a, that's a big amount. I think that, that m- has helped me to be as successful as I was in wrestling and is taking it to um, what I'm doing in my businesses as well.
0: Man, that's fucking incredible. Um, and can we, can you talk a little bit about, right. You know, Ryan told me a little bit about your visualization process before uh, a big meet or a big match. Can you talk through that a little bit too? Oh yeah.
1: It gets me. i got to get, the, <laughs> you're right starting there. to sway. He's getting yeah. jacked up. <laughs> <laughs> it, gets, it gets the energy up. Like your, your physiology is so much of everything. Like I tell people yeah. all the time, um, you don't, you don't, you don't wait till you feel a certain way and then act it. If you want to be happy, put a fricking smile on your face for like a minute or laugh as hard as you can for 30 seconds straight and your physiology, you will physiologically change and be happy and feel better and get that energy, right? Energy cannot be created or destroyed. It can only be transferred or transformed. Uh, and that's just, that's a, that's a scientific law, right? Mm. We cannot create, create or destroy energy. We can only transfer it or transform it. Right. So all that energy that I get, is positive energy. I want the positive stuff. So so when I do my self-talk to get ready for my match, right, I get the hair standing in my head and I start going over my head. I start thinking of first everything I sacrificed, right? How many parties did I miss? How many opportunities? I didn't get this meal. I didn't go out. I did this. So I start thinking of the sacrifices, the hours i spent in the room, the, the the bruises, the the black eyes, the stitches, the the surgeries, the just, you know, and, and I was notorious to where I would go as hard as I can in the wrestling room until I puked, and if I went that hard that I forced myself to puke, I would do that on a weekly basis. And I mean, many people, yeah, they don't they do not do that. You're not willing to push yourself that hard. You're not relentless enough. And yeah. I know that if I went that hard and I continuously to do that. So I think about all those times of just vomiting, puking, collapsing, tired, can't move. And I start thinking, all right, this guy's one, he didn't work as hard as I can. Two, he doesn't want it as much as I can because he's not willing to put in that time, that sacrifice. So he doesn't want it as much as I do right? And three, he's trying to take this away from me. This is my national title. I'm out here to go and win this match, right? This is my wrestling match. He doesn't have to be out here. This is his personal choice. So now he's choosing to come up and confront me. And if you're choosing (laughs) to get an altercation with me, right, you are choosing to be physically hurt. And I'm going to physically remove you from my path to getting what I want. I'm getting that national title. It can't be you and me. If you really want it, go down a weight class or go up a weight class because you're not getting it through me. And that really starts to get my mind going. And then I just start visualizing myself. Literally, I, I picture I used to drink a monster energy drink uh, before I'd go. And I'd picture myself just like relentlessly attacking this guy, taking him down, putting him on his back, taking him down, putting him on his back. And in wrestling, we have a, a, a mercy rule called a tech fall. And I'd picture that I, I'd tech fall this guy. And then the ref would try to like um, break up the match. And I'd throw the ref out. and I'd still just continuously, <laughs> relentlessly, like attack uh- him. And I'd have to picture like my coach coming over with like a sedative and like boom, jamming it like a dart in my neck to like get me to like calm down and stop, you know, and uh, <laughs> that, that's, that's what I'm picturing in my head. And, and you cannot, you, your mind is so powerful, right? The study that they did with free throw basketball, uh, basketball thing, they had a group of people shoot a bunch of free throws and they say, all right, on average, you make six out of 10. And they had one group physically practice for an hour a day for a week and another group visualize. And visualize yeah. themselves doing. And then they tested both groups on the improvements. The ones that visualize improved more. They improved better from visually watching that basketball watching themselves do it visually than, than the ones that actually just practice. And it's the same thing at the Olympic Training Center. They hooked us up with all the neurons and everything. They had us do our match. They had like the bobsledders do their events or the track people run their thing. And all your neurons in your brain fire as if it's actually happening. But your body does not know the difference. The, your, your, your mind does. Oh no, your mind does not know the difference if your body's actually doing it or if you're just visually visualizing yourself going through it. So when you're visualizing, taking this guy down, taking this guy down, winning that national title, winning that national title, getting that deal done, you know, getting that girl doing that, you start to bring law of attraction in and and, and it Mm will come to fruition. It will start to happen if you focus on it long enough. And that's positive or negative. It doesn't matter what you focus on. If you focus on negative shit, negative shit's going to happen. So focus on positive.
0: Yeah, Yeah, it's crazy, man. That that got me fired up. And I do the same thing. Um you know, now in the business world, like I would, so I walk to work, it's about 15 minute walk. Nice. um, And, you know, some of the, the, the first goals I set, um, you know, outside of college uh, was like two years ago, you know, one was that I wanted to run a marathon and I'd never run more than like five miles before. (laughs) And the other one was that, you know, I wanted to be sales rep of the year at my company. And so every day when I'm walking to work, I'm saying out loud, people are looking at me, you know, like, I am the sales rep of the year, you know, I'm wearing a blue shirt. I'm shaking his hand. Like I have the award in my like in my possession already. It's mine. Like, you know, same thing with the marathon. Like I'm crossing the finish line. You know, I'm fighting through mile 19 where I know it's gonna get like other people are getting tired. I'm not getting tired. And I'm saying all this out loud every morning, every day coming back from work. And, you know, both things happen to to turn out the way that, you know, I, I set forth. Um, and I've had situations where I set a goal and I work hard and I don't do things like that. And I've fallen short. And it's not to say that you visualize something that's going to happen every time. I'm going to make a million dollars today or whatever, but um, putting in all the right steps to get there. Um, has so much science behind it that that's what what leads people to success.
1: And that's why I tell people like write down your freaking goals, right? If you, if you don't yeah. have the discipline to put pen to paper and physically write down what you want, the chances of you actually getting it and doing it is going to be zero. If you can't take that two minutes, And so many people are like oh it's just a minute, just two minutes. That's the that is that is what makes the biggest difference though is actually having that discipline mm. to go and do it. And it's exactly like you said, right? You wanted to run that marathon, you wanted to be that salesperson, you visualized and saw it so many times. On your way, you're not going to get up and write down. I'm a lean, mean fighting machine. I'm going to be a diet and make sure that I have my smart goal where I'm going to be 170 pounds and jacked up. And then, as soon as you put that down, you're not going to put that down and then walk right to McDonald's. Right? It's like it's so counterintuitive, right? That you you spent all this time and doing it, you're not and not saying that like, hey, there might be days where you you might not actually hit it. But like, if you are committed to that and visualize it, it will come to fruition. And and that's what's amazing about if you're listening to this podcast. You are super blessed, right? You have the opportunity to do anything in the world, right? You are not stuck. You can do whatever you want. You can make whatever happen. You can have as big or as small as you want. If it's just running one marathon or 10 marathons, right? If it's making a, it's, it's whatever you want to do, go and do it. Uh, and that's why I love that Gary Keller book, The One Thing. Uh, and it really breaks down a lot of these principles uh, that, I, that I bring into it. I mean, it's, it's, that guy is amazing, and I'm very excited to continue to work for his company and, and hopefully closer with him as I progress in it.
0: That's awesome, man. That's awesome. So, uh, something I want to bring up—the elephant in the room—is that, like, the conversation that we're having here um, is is a bit, I would say, not—it's not an average conversation. It's not um, the, what the average person talks about at nine o'clock on a Saturday morning. Um, and I'm curious what thoughts you have. You talked about the sacrifices that you made at wrestling, the the parties you skipped, you have to do all that weight cutting, all the training, um, the things that we're talking about with visualization. Most people do not do that. So have you had um, issues or have you struggled at all with the fact that you're clearly, um, you know, not, I say this with, as a compliment, you're not a normal guy. Um, And, you know, kind of dealing with, you know, being authentic and not worrying about what people think about um, you know, you striving to be your best self.
1: Right. So again, uh, Doug Schwab, he was 2008 Olympic wrestler and he had this quote that always stuck with me. They asked, uh, they went and asked a bunch of Olympians, what's your biggest fear? And mm-hmm. his quote was awesome. His is my biggest fear is to be average. Right. Love and it's that. just like, man, cause you, right. And you think of what average is you are the best of the worst and the worst of the best. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. That. I don't want to be right, and and some people are okay with it, right? Now I have places in my life that I'm content with. My my spelling and my grammar are way below average, and I can yeah. live with that, right? I can I can live with that. There's technology. Thank God for speak to text. Uh, thank God for people that can edit, right? My my drawing skills are atrocious, right? Like yeah. it's just like I just but I've never put the time into doing it. So I think it's really like identifying the things that you want to be great in. And making sure that that's worth the time because some people are like, listen, I want to be the best artist in the world, right? Well, great. To be the best artist in the world and be the best movie actor in the world and run a big business and be a big father and, 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 you you can't – you can do it all, but you can't do it all at the same time. So you right. figure out those dominoes, right? What's that lead domino that if I do and I nail this domino down, it's going to make the, the next one easier to fall down, the next one easier to fall down, the next one easier to fall down. And then you're at the, the point of time where you're like a Jeff Bezos, right? And it's, and it's unbelievable when you th- look at averages because there are 8 billion people in this world, right? And on average, it's like, what, 5 billion people live on less than a dollar a day. So the fact mm. that if you're listening to this podcast and you have a dollar in your pocket, like you're better. If you're born in America, you already have everything to succeed because you can't go – it's very, very difficult to go without um, shelter in America, right? Because they they have housing assistant programs. They have government whatever. They have other people. You have people that – like there are ways that you can live very, very cheap for much better, which they they don't have that over in India. And they don't have that in parts of Russia and Azerbaijan and and different third world countries. They don't have – shelter covered there are people that are still starving they don't have access to fresh water right we can walk to a sink right. or a water fountain and get it right like what it, it's easier for us to get it's harder for us to get free why wi- sorry it's harder for us to get free water nowadays than it is free wi-fi and if that's the yeah. world that you live in that's fantastic because there's people in villages in africa that walk five miles to go to a dirty crappy little river and drink that and they either drink the water and they get sick from it or they don't drink and they it, like so, like when you start thinking about how blessed and how mm. much our opportunities and abundance are, um, that tells me I can't leave an, I, I can't leave an average life, and I wasn't put on here to live an average life. Uh, I, don't, yeah. I don't I don't I don't want to do it. I never will be. And, and you are the average of the five or ten people that you associate with most. So if you're choosing to listen to this podcast, you're choosing to better yourself, right? That That's a choice that you make because you could be listening to music. You could be listening to you know some crappy radio show where they're calling in and be like, oh, this X is cheating on this X and this is that, that garbage. <laughs> it's, not, it's not making you better, right? So yeah. um, I, I think that as far as that and being authentic, it ju- it's just who I am, right? And, it, and it's who right. I want to be. And, and it's not for everybody, right? Not everybody wants to be around or hang around or be around me all the time for him. That's fine. Right. I want to be people. Um, what is it? It's rising tide raises all ships. I want to be yeah. people like you, Tom. I want to be around people like my wife. I want to be around people like my family members that are doing the same thing that are in the same situation and know that, Hey, I'm, I'm down here and I'm, I'm intending to go up there and um, I'm with me. And I want you to either, I want you to help me along this path up. I don't want, I'm not going to pull you up. Right. We're going to go right. together. Uh, And and that's it. And then you're going to find your tribe and your people that you're going to be around and you're going to grow and lose other people. And that's, that's life, right? It's, yeah, it's what it is.
0: And that's, and it's important that, I mean, you've, you've dropped, you know, name dropped a lot of people from books and, and videos and things that, that have inspired you and, and that you've learned from in the past. And that's an important thing when you're thinking about the five or 10 people that surround you, it's, there's, I was talking about this the other day, going on a rant that, um, you know, pretty much every uh, genius, famous person throughout all of history of time, you can learn everything that they know. Yes, for under ten dollars in a book or yes. a free. You know, you can watch uh, like Martin Luther King's speech for free on YouTube. You yes. can read from Einstein or whomever, any anyone that's successful, and it's just putting in the time to surround yourself with those ideas and people that are like minded that. Uh, you know, are, are interested in those types of things as well. And that can be a, a, a whole nother uh, level to help you get where you need to be.
1: thousand percent, right? I'm, I'm now diving into the brain of Milton Erickson right now, right? And he's got this 500 page book that I'm reading of. And he's like the, mm. the father of like hypnosis and like psychotherapy, right? Of really mm. diving in the human mind and, and everything. And it's like, I, I you don't think about how valuable books were a hundred years ago, right? We didn't have the internet. I couldn't just look up any information, anything I ever want to know I can do. And that's actually a a problem now because there's so much we want to consume and learn that we're going to ski, right? We're going to ski across the water instead of scuba dive down on the subjects and get really, really deep. So you got to find those important ones that are going to fit for your field and scuba dive as deep as you can. Study success leaves clues. Study the most successful people and do what they do, right? You you know what R&D stands for, right? Research and development? No, no. Rip off and duplicate you know, <laughs> through and through, right. These successful people yeah. have already done it. Right. Why would I reinvent the wheel when it's already been, right. it's R and D all day, rip off and duplicate. Right. And then tweak yeah. it, get that solid foundation, then tweak it for you. Right. It's so hard to be completely original nowadays because everything's already been done. Right. It was like the the South Park episode of the Simpsons. Like, do you remember that one? where like, they're like, Hey, Simpsons did it. No. Simpsons did it. It's a fantastic episode where the Simpsons have been on for how many years? And they're like, yeah, well, Simpsons have already covered everything you could ever do, right? So everything is just kind of like a ripoff of that, it, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it's like uh, it's so true. It's a great episode to watch um, of that, but it's it's true, right? You can be authentic and do everything, but like chances are, there's so many people doing so many things that somebody has already done that out there at some point in time.
0: Yeah, yeah. that's awesome. I mean, that, and that's so true. Um, you can pick up a book on just about anything and 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 learn from it and. I think another John Wood quote is drink deeply from from really good books. Yep. I want to make one last pivot to what you're doing here yep. uh, on the business side on the coaching side. Um clearly if anyone has listened for the first 33 minutes here they have a, a very good impression that you know your shit, uh, you work incredibly hard, you're a, a lifelong learner, a learning machine as I would like to call it. Um so how do you how are you working with people I see that one of your goals That you've stated is to help twenty-five people earn a million dollars by the year twenty twenty-five.
1: Yes, yeah. So uh, it's super passionate of me, right? I'm super passionate. Goal of mine, and it's and it's for a selfish reason, right? I know that if I can help other people earn twenty, like you know, I can help create twenty-five other millionaires myself, right? Arguably, I'm going to probably end up having to have to do that myself and Mm -hmm. acquire that as well, right? Now, great. Now I have a tribe of twenty-five millionaires, right? What can we do as a tribe? with 25 people, you can get in and and do a lot just physically, right? With 25 people, we can clean up an area. We can do a lot of work. That's a small company, right? And now when you have 25 people who have gone out and earned a million dollars, right? Or million dollars plus and have learned actually how to do this. Now you can really change cities, right? You can really change worlds to again, leave it better than you found it right So that's what I'm looking for in my tribe, that's what I want to connect and be around, and I already have people that have done it right I haven't like officially like like my one buddy uh in under four years uh is Jeff Adamson skipped the dishes right he's He's unbelievable was uh the eight, the eighty four kilogram uh representative for Canada uh for the it. Olympics thing right so we would train together, we compete against each other, but he retired after the twenty twelve uh, Olympics and started with this company, Skip the Dishes. Now, they're the Grubhub of Canada, right? They weren't the first one to do food delivery. They just were the first one to do in that area. He just sold the company four years later for $219 million, something like that. I don't know. Something huge, right? Um, Now, again, I had no help with him and Grubhub at that point, right? But I know as as a wrestler, I know as a friend, as somebody, person, like I've helped to influence him or in some way been able to help and reach out to him. And what's great is now I have that access of somebody who's done something like that to lean on or to connect my friends with or to even like pick from his brain. So I love speaking with him because he's already went and done something awesome in just a four-year period, right? Yeah. And when you have those resources around, like it's fantastic, right? I know him and I and a bunch of other people, we're gonna get together and we're gonna do something really, really big with wrestling, right? With with physical literacy, with wrestling, with making the world a better place because he's a, he's, he's, Like me, you 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 know you're you're going to be surrounded by people like that, and love them for it. It's it's awesome, and that's just one instance. Uh, Stephen Fisher, uh, he does State and Liberty. They do athletic apparel. Um, It's it's not athletic apparel, sorry. The dress shirts for athletes, and they're like the Lululemon of guys, and they're so comfortable, and it's awesome. Like Stephen is a fantastic resource, a mentor, a friend, a business partner. Like we've we've done it done it all together, and um, when you have people in these tribes, like you create these own little like tribes like this, it's, it's unbelievable what you can really accomplish when you have something. Right. So, so my really big thing that I want to come down to is I want physical literacy after I sustain uh, my financial freedom. Right. I want to make sure that I get there in that point. So now we can go into a city like Pontiac, Michigan, Which is like, it's by all means, it's, it's, it's not a city that's doing fantastic right now. It's kind of hurting, but you can go in and make a big difference with 25 millionaires all attacking the same project and working together, right? There's a saying that if you get a hundred people rowing in the same direction, you can go into whatever industry, whatever industry you want and take that over and be within the top two or three uh, companies in that industry within like two or three years, but you got to get a hundred of the right people all moving in the same direction. It's unbelievable what you can accomplish.
0: Yeah. Love that, man. I love that message and that's um you know speaks to why it's important for anyone listening here to find, you know find more like-minded people. You you can read, you can listen to podcasts, you can watch videos. I I think that's a great option, shoot but email, there's nothing quite the- like <laughs>
1: hmm? You should yeah, you can shoot me an email. You can look to connect with me. You can look to connect with, you know, with with you. Like there's 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 a ton of people like out there like you're not alone. You just got to go yeah. out there and, and, and make that effort and reach out, right? Cuz if you if you don't ask, you'll never receive
0: yeah. So where can uh people find more about what you're doing from the coaching perspective?
1: Right. So my webpage jakerbert.com uh I've been that has been a work in progress and again, you will see my atrocious spelling and everything on there, but I finally <laughs> found I finally found someone to help me edit it, right? So I have an email that's all in there of all the spelling errors and everything that's up on there cuz I'm like I'd rather just launch something 80% and then figure it out as I go then sit yep. and wait and never, you're never going to attain 100% perfection. So you'll never launch. So I just rather get it and go. Yep. Um, so that's a great way. Again, you can always reach out, email me. My, it's, I'm not hard to find, right? I, I get back to my messages on Twitter. I run all my own Instagram, my Facebook, my pages. I run that all uh, myself. I get back to people. Um, the, the way that I always, the way I look at it is anytime somebody hits a ball on my court, I always hit it back right? yeah. I always got to hit it back. And it's just, it's just the way it is. And that way, Hey, people don't ever, great. You send me an email once. There's so many people that've emailed me once and I'm like, Oh, that's fantastic. Hey, like, what do you want here? And they never email me back again. And I'll hit them back two or three other times a follow-up and they just won't do it. And it just shows me they don't want it. Right. yeah. Um, But if you ever email me, yeah, I might not get back to you immediately, but you give me like a week, you know, less than a week, depending on how big my inbox is and what I'm doing and what I prioritize. um, I want to get there and help you. And if I can't do it, I know I have somebody that can right like that, yeah. it's that's just the way the world works
0: that's awesome jake i mean so much value in in the messages that you share the the thought of continued learning of the discipline of the relentlessness that you have or, which reminds me i wrote this down i don't know if you've read the book called relentless oh, no. um by so it's by tim grover okay he is so he he was the coach uh the the physical trainer for Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant, but he had never worked with a pro athlete before. He's like in his mid twenties, cold calls, Michael Jordan convinces him that he needs to get stronger. Cause he's getting beaten up by the Detroit Pistons in like the nineties or the when late eighties, whenever exactly it was. And Jordan's like, I'll give you 30 days. He ended up staying for 15 years. And so he talks of just about really what we were getting into in the, in the meat of the, the interview here of just trying to be the absolute cream of the crop and what it takes and the mindset and you listen to it or you read it and you, and you kind of get overcome with like, yeah, like this is just hitting spot on. Like absolutely. Like I didn't even know other people thought the way I did about certain things until (laughs) I started reading the book. And I was like, Oh yeah, that, that all makes sense. Um, so I think it's something that knowing the elite status that you've had in wrestling, what you're trying to do, um, it, and just the name of it, uh, I would I would recommend you take a look into that at some point.
1: Yeah, that's fantastic, and that that's, I got it already googled on here in my Amazon hit list. So, that, yeah, like, that's we, fun fact about Kobe Bryant. You know, in 2012, he got to walk in opening ceremonies with Jake Herbert. Guys, I did
0: I know that. <laughs> that's that's a good day for Kobe.
1: Yeah, right. <laughs> he's I literally walk in and there there there's Kobe Bryant opening ceremonies and he has his phone out and he's like videotaping everything and I'm like yeah. Well, when I, I met him earlier in that, I didn't. I met him previous to that. I'm walking in the Olympic Village and saw And I'm, I don't know basketball, man. I I I, yeah. I know Kobe Bryant the name, but if you were to put ten people in front of me, which one's him? You know, it's like it's, <laughs> okay. I'm like yeah. I'm walking to the cafeteria and I'm just you know, walking next to this tall guy and I look at him and he looks at me. I'm like, hey, man. He's like, hey, and I'm like, so what sport are you do? He kind of like looks and smiles. That's and funny. Like, uh. And I was like. All right. So we walked a couple more steps. He didn't say anything. And then like four people came up like, oh, Kobe, Kobe, can we get a picture with you? Can we get a picture with you? And he's like, yeah. I was like, oh, I was like, you're Kobe. You're that, that guy. Science. And he's like, looks at me and goes, where are you from? And I was like, okay, Kobe, like one, like I- I'm a wrestler. So that's yeah. you know, it's, it's what men do during basketball season. Two, like I'm from Pittsburgh. We don't have a basketball team. Uh, I was like in three, like you weren't in space jam, man. Like, how am I supposed to know <laughs> who you are? He just kind of laughed at me was like, really? And I was like, yeah, you know, I, you know, cool, man.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's unreal.
1: Yeah. And then there I am. I walk in the village and there's like Bubeis of Satia, and I'm like, oh my God. And everybody's like, who the heck's Bubeis of Satia? And I'm like, listen, uh, like, can can somebody go talk to him and 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 ask him if he'll take a picture with me real quick? Like I, I, can't,
0: <laughs> I bet you, I bet you, Kobe. That hasn't happened to Kobe since he was probably 15 years old. I uh, felt just, bad, yeah, no, it's funny. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. He was probably he probably just thinking about the book and what this guy Tim Grover talks about Kobe in the book. He probably thought about you. Went to go work out at two in the morning the next day and was like, man, that guy doesn't even fucking know who I am. And oh, just yeah, yeah. started putting up free throws. <laughs> got his gold medal day, though. Yeah, yeah. Well, Jake, I appreciate it, man. This is a hoot. I know you got some some places to be with the family. I yep. appreciate you taking time out of your Saturday morning. Um, everyone, check out JakeHerbert.com. Uh, he's active on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, wherever you can find him. Uh, shoot him an email. He's going to put the ball back in your court. Yep. And uh, Jake, thank, thanks so much. Can I
1: give my, my ask out there the last thing and I'll let you know? Yes, sir. So again, jake.herbert1 at gmail.com. That's my email. Um, that I, I'm super passionate about real estate. Uh, I'm looking to make mm. that my new wrestling now. So anybody nationwide that's thinking about buying or selling or even investing in a property, it's a free conversation, right? It's it's have a conversation with me. I want to get around your goals. I want to see if I can help you and then I can look to connect you with uh, the best real estate agent or even help you myself. Um, mm-hmm. so that, that's one ask, right? Anybody or your friends that know I have real estate needs, throw it out my way. And then the second one, yep. this is what I, I want for, for you, Tom, is you you mentioned this word like six different times. It's try, right? Mm. And I, I'm I am not trying. I am intending on eliminating the word try from my vocabulary, because if you no. look at what the definition of try is, you say, like, I, I try to get up in the morning, I try to do this, I try. When you use the word try, it actually means you're, like, intending on failing, right? Mm. You're going to try to do something. You already have that in there. Like, try means, like, that's not going to be great effort, right? You, it, and really, going to Yoda, do or do not, right? You don't right. try to do things. You're either going to do them or you're not going to do them. So go and start to take a look at that. And this will, we'll, so this will connect your RAS, your reticulative active sensor, right, uh, in your brain. Notice when people are using the word "try," and then what actually happens with the outcome of that. Convinced to you didn't try to run a marathon. You said, "I'm going to run a marathon." You didn't try to be right. the number one salesperson. You went and you freaking did it, right? Or you did everything you could to do it, right? right? You don't. I would look for people to to watch what they say, their words, and look to start like eliminating things like that for the vocabulary. So, like one real estate help, and two, like that's that's what I like. That's that's what I love to do. Right. Leave people placing things better than I found them. Um. And 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 I don't. Tr- I'm not trying to do that. I am doing that. I right? love that. Yeah. So think I love it, that. It's just it, it it it's like a swear word now. When I hear it, it's like worse than like the f bomb now. Somebody says that try word. I'm like, oh, it like hurts my ears. And I don't know how to bring it up without sounding like a pompous like asshole. But I know. It's no, of- I appreciate it. Yeah, somebody like you who's going to look to improve. Like that's just one thing I really picked up during this interview. Uh, yeah. i Of saying that. But now where I get confused is how do I not say, hey, I'd like to try a bite of your food, right? How do I not use it? The word in that you just, way.
0: You just eat it off their plate. Right, I don't know. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Unreal. Well, I I appreciate you coming on. I'm going to re-listen to this, work on uh, on on some of that verbiage, and I think it, it is safe to say that you have left this podcast better uh, now than than when you originally found it. Perfect, so I appreciate man.
1: that. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you, Tom. I appreciate having on, and everybody else that's out there listening. I appreciate you guys uh, taking this time to better yourself. So go pay it forward.
0: Yes, sir.